San Francisco 49ers deep in the heart. Like Joe Montana in the corner, deep Clark. Garrison Hurst, Stiff Farm going 99. Don't get it twisted, one and all with prime time. John Taylor, Jerry Rice down the sideline. It's the 49er Faithful UK show. It's the divisional round. There were only eight teams and seven games left in the entire 2023 NFL season. The Green Bay Packers head to Levi's for a Saturday night showdown in the Bay. The Packers will be buzzing from their road win in Dallas, while the Niners are well-rested and getting healthy after the bye week. I'm Gareth Ellis, and I am joined by the one and only Paul Hope. Good evening, Gareth. What up, Fairfall? Good evening. So, yes, sadly, sadly, we're two boys down, both Lee and Nadji, unable to make it for recording this season and uh, this evening. And uh, with it being Saturday game, we've got one day less to get a recording done. So Paul and I will have to plough on on Thursday evening um, and do our best to, to carry the load of four. How are you feeling, Paul? Confident? Yeah, the fe- it's not a game. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm feeling pretty good because I was Gareth Um we're well rested. That's a podcast yeah. team and the 49ers. Um, but yeah, we roll with the punches. Lee and Nadji sadly couldn't be with us. But fear not, we've got Lee Scar. We're just waiting on Nadji's because we know, mm. Gareth, that's what everybody is wanting to know, the Scar predictions. But yeah, it's been. I've been looking at some of the stuff today. I've been reading on the articles. I know you said off air that you've, you've not had as much time, but I've been fully plugged in this week, buddy. And wow, I cannot lucky. wait for Saturday night. Well, mm. Sunday morning, shall we say. Yeah, I am glad it's not a school night. can properly enjoy it. I think busy day Saturday, but then settle down. Um, and it, it's it's playoff football. Uh, it's great having the bye, but you almost feel you're a week behind. Everyone else has got to enjoy that playoff football that week early um, while we just uh, while we sat and watched it all unfold. Uh, and some good games, I think. Um, and I think some good matchups this weekend uh, with... Only one of them really matters, doesn't it? Let's face it. It's Green Bay at San Francisco. This is this is the tenth uh, time the teams have met in the playoffs. I'm reliably informed. Back in the late nineties, Green Bay knocked us out. I think it was four seasons on the run. Um, but we have won the last two. There was the big monster game, which I think was the 2019 season, where we went all the way to the Super Bowl, and that was the NFC Championship at Levi's. Uh, and the divisional round, the 13-10 snow game, the cold weather game a couple of years ago, with the uh, block punt and the and the Robbie Gold for field goal to win it. Uh, so a bit of history between these teams. And, yeah, good playoff matchup, I think. Uh, and an interesting one, maybe, for neutrals. Not that we care about any neutrals uh, at all. Where should we start? I've, uh, I've had a, go, a quick look at injury report. Uh, Niners, yep, getting healthy. Only Clelin Farrell. Um, doesn't look like he'll he'll make this game. May even struggle for, for any subsequent games. But everyone else is back practising. And that includes Eric Armstead, Joanne Jennings, and, of course, Christian McCaffrey, the guys who have been on the injury report, uh, certainly for Week 18. Um, and Armstead's been out, what, three or four games now. And Jennings, I think, three. So we are getting healthy at the right time. The Packers, on the other hand, have uh, had Jair Alexander, AJ Dillon running back, and uh, linebacker Kingsley Anagbear. None of them have practiced this week. And I think uh, certainly with Jair Alexander and possibly the others, I think their status for the game is a little bit up in the air. So that bye week working in our favour, Paul. Yeah, we're the healthiest we've been since week one. 
I, I heard something tonight, Gareth, where I think Danny Gray is done for the season now because we activated his window, but we didn't put him into the active roster. So similar to the tight end that we drafted, that didn't suit up. That's a little bit of news coming out. But yeah, we're, we're healthy. We're well rested. The argument, buddy, is rust versus mm. momentum. Um, the Green Bay Packers... They're a, a storied franchise, like we said there. I've got friends that support the Packers. It's always been a game that I've looked out for. We've played them a number of times, regular season. Um, they tend to break our hearts in the regular season, in my fandom, and we tend to break their hearts in the playoffs. So long may that continue. But mm. after that monster win last week against Dallas, they are the favourites in most people's eyes at the moment. Gareth, what do you make of that? Well, I think... Uh, clearly Vegas doesn't have them as the as the favourites. The Niners are quite comfortable favourites, but I think they're, they're a team that's got nothing to lose. Um, they're a team that's coming off the back of a, of a huge win. They're a team that has been playing better and better, I think, in uh, uh, certainly since about the middle of the season, where they were struggling at the, at the uh, beginning of the season. I think most people had written them off to be potentially one of the one of the worst teams in the NFL, and obviously they managed to put together enough wins to sneak into the playoffs as the number seven seed. And you can play absolutely fearlessly. You've, you've overachieved. You've got nothing to lose. You can play loose. They've got a young team. They've got, uh, I think, some some talent and some excitement there. Um, maybe we'll we'll look at that in a bit of uh, depth when we look at the offense and defense. Um, but I do think one thing that in, is in our favor, although we've had the the bye week, we do tend to have played well after bye weeks. I know it's only the one week, but but Shanahan seems to um, be able to get us to come out of the bye week uh, well. And I think we've got the experience. I think these are the kind of players where when you've got Eric Armstead, Trent Williams, Christian McCaffrey, they're, they're such good pros. You don't, I don't worry about them having that rust too much. I think they'll, they'll get that back within the first few snaps um, yeah. and, and be back up to game speed because I think they, they've got that experience and they've got that mentality. They know how to, how to play the game. They know how to prepare. And hopefully, I think they know how to make the best use of the bye week as we've heard a few uh, players talk about, I think, uh, how valuable it's been to them, I think, to get ready. Because they know the season's not done. It's not a rest. It's not that uh, relaxing at the end of the season. It's a pause before the, the real real work starts. Yeah, I mean, so, the, the, the good news with social media, Gareth, you've got Fred Warner with his podcast. I don't know if you saw the interview with Kittle and Warner after the first that. practice. So basically, Warner comes to oh, the uh, yeah. Warner comes to the podium and says the defence one. Kittle comes to the podium and says the offence one. And then they were talking to Shanahan and he was like, the ones went versus the ones. Now, that's preparation in itself. You know, we're very high on our team on this show. And, and you're right, I don't think we've had a bye week in the traditional terms of a bye week. I think what we've done is we've allowed people to get rested. We've kept iron, sharpening iron. And the noise coming out of Santa Clara is that the players are up for this. And, and as you said at the start, so close to the end of the season now it's kind of scary when i think you said what seven games left and you think mm. we wait all year for this wonderful sport but uh no I'm, I'm not worried about the rust versus rest i've just seen a lot of talking about it and what the argument is you know the packers coming in with the momentum are the niners rested but that's what you get for being the number one seed you get that extra week you get that extra preparation and i, I didn't even think it was disrespectful gareth when shanahan said he was planning 
for the Packers at the halftime of the Dallas game because let's face it, the game was done. Was. So everyone was, yeah. So it's, it's not as if we didn't know who we were playing and Shanahan's been in it was back of tricks, which we'll get into on the scouting report, I'm sure. Yeah. Should we uh, should we dive into the scouting report? I think yeah, we've covered covered injuries there, so I think we're we're certainly uh, healthier. Uh, than the Packers, and there's a little bit, uh, certainly some of those players, I think Nagbe and uh, uh, Alexander would be big misses uh, for the Packers um, and maybe stretch their roster a little bit, but that's what happens at this time of year. You've got to prove you can overcome that and scheme around it. Um, But possibly something nodding in our favour already. You've been uh, looking at the Packers' D, Paul, defensive king. You always take the D, so you must be getting good at this. Well, you are getting good at this now. Well, I think given Nadji's background playing and being an offensive player, Lee has history kind of nailed down. And as I said, you have the most thankless job in sports entertainment, keeping us in check. Yeah, the defence has suddenly fallen on my shoulders. But what I will say, Gareth, straight off, the Packers' defence simply hasn't been good this season. Um, even... If you take their recent 8-3 and three stretch, which you alluded to, which basically going into week 9, their bye week, they were having a terrible season. They then turned it round. Like you said, they snuck into the playoffs. They beat the Bears by one score to get in. But as you said, once you're in, that's all it's about. But any improvement, buddy, on the defensive side of the ball has been marginal at best. It's well known that we do like a good start on this show. And the one that jumps off the page for me when I've been looking at this defence is there's one particular category the Packers' defence is bad at, and that's against running backs in the passing game. They're currently ranked 27th in the defence adjusted value of average, which is its full technical term, Gareth. You'll hear me Mm -hmm. refer to it as the DVOA, which is basically what everybody in the league uses to judge anything in the NFL. So given that we have Christian McCaffrey... (laughs) I don't know about you, buddy, but that jumps off the page for me. So That's sound, that's sounding important. <laughs> now, you look at the rest of the stats, because as I said, we love a good stat on this side of the pond. The Packers' defence is ranked 10th for pass yards against, so they're giving up on average, Gareth, 206 yards per game. They're ranked 28th in rushing against, giving up 128 yards per game. They're 17th for yards overall allowed, 23rd for yards per play. 23rd for turnovers fast. And again, I'm going to mention DVOA. The 27th in the DVOA rankings for defending the middle of the field. Now, you may think, why is Paul mentioning the middle of the field, Gareth? Now, bear in Mm. mind, I've just said that they're ranked 27th. So we faced the Eagles this year, who are ranked 26th. We faced the Cowboys, who are ranked 24th. And we faced the Seahawks, and they're ranked 23rd. Now, I think it's fair for me to say at this point, Gareth, that if we all cast our minds back to those games, Brock Purdy did all right when attacking the he middle did. of the field. And he do- he does. He does. So when doing the deep dive, I also discovered that the Packers' defence is ranked bottom eight versus an, am- an empty backfield. Now, this was the way I was going to ask Lee and Nadji to chime in, but obviously they're not here. So why is this important? I hear you ask, Gareth. Why is this important, Paul? <laughs> no team has grossed more yards or had higher yards per play out of an empty backfield this year than none other than the San Francisco 49ers. Wow. And then you sprinkle in that the Packers' defence is also bottom five defending against tight ends. And you start to think, we've got a half-decent tight end who's playing yeah. all right this year. So... 
They've also allowed four teams to rush for over 200 yards on them this season. So the mighty offences that have put 200 plus yards on the Packers are Atlanta, Pittsburgh, the Giants and the Detroit Lions. And they've also allowed the mighty Carolina Panthers to put 30 points on them in week 16. And I think it was mm. over 400 yards of offence the Panthers got that game. And if you've been watching the NFL, the Panthers haven't been good this year. They haven't been good. Now, I know a lot of people at this point, Gareth, are saying, Paul, it doesn't matter what happened in the regular season. They blew out the Dallas Cowboys last week. But I think people forget the Cowboys put 32 points on this defence. The Cowboys had over 500 yards of offence. And if you go back and watch the game tape, the Cowboys did leave points on the board. Now, I'm not taking anything away from the Packers' offence because you're going to get onto that in a moment. So, it surprised me that the defensive coordinator is Joe Berry. He's an experienced coach. And when I say surprised, he's on his third gig as a coordinator. He was the Lions' defensive coordinator in that infamous 2008 season when they went on 16. He had a spell at Washington under Jay Gruden and then he bounced around. I think he followed McVay up to the Rams and he's kind of had some positional um, jobs but he's been at Green Bay for a couple of years now now it's important to bear in mind that he tends to favour plenty of zone coverage the start of the season in that slump they went two deep safeties but after the bye week they've tended to go for one deep safety again that's important because Kyle Shanahan loves to attack a team that only plays with one uh, safety he also keeps the defence in a traditional 3-4 and what he likes to do with his linebackers, Gareth, his outside linebackers, he likes to keep them on the edge so the quarterback's not sure whether they're going to drop into coverage or whether they're going to rush the passer. Now, I say he does this to keep the quarterback on his toes and second-guessing, but the Packers' defence has the sixth-highest blitz rate in the NFL at 18.9%, and they're in top 10 for pressure rate, which as Niners fans, we know that pressure rate is all important. But Gareth... Do you know who the best quarterback in the NFL is against the Blitz? Mm, let me think. Brock Purdy. Well done, Gareth. Brock oh, Purdy at 10 points. <laughs> at 10.2 yards per attempt. He has 15 touchdowns, three interceptions, and he has the NFL's best percentage rate in what's called big time throw percentage at 6.7%. So what the metric of DVOA shows that one, Brock Purdy's blitzed. He handles that pressure well. Again, looking at the defence, and I know a lot of people think the Green Bay Packers are going to march into Levi's, but you've got to look at both sides of the ball. Now, what did surprise me when you look at the names, because Nadji's not here, we can't put the uh, depth chat up. I'm sorry, everyone. I did have a go at the start before we went live. But it, it, we don't know how to work the button, no. embarrassingly so. It, will fall, it falls apart without Nadji. It does. Missed. He is missed. Now, they have got a talented edge-rushing duo in Rashan Gary and Preston Smith. And they also feature Gia Alexander, as you said, who was often considered one of the better cornerbacks in the league. Now, if he is fit, the key matchup will be him against Brandon Ayuk. But like you said, I think on Tuesday, they released a practice report, even though they're not practising, because they've travelled from Dallas to Wisconsin, and they're going from Wisconsin to San Francisco. They've opted not to practice this week to give their players time to recuperate. So I think Alexander's struggling with an ankle injury. If he doesn't play, Gareth, it's a big miss for them. They've also got uh, defensive lineman Kenny Clark and linebacker Devondre Campbell. Both have all-pro all and pro-ball honours. Now, 
the reason I'm mentioning these names, I don't want people to listen to this pod and think, oh, Paul's come on. He's just picked on the weaknesses. They do have talent on this side of the ball. Mm. It's just very surprising, Gareth, that for the last three years under Joe Berry, they've been one of the worst defences in football. And the 26 overall in both pass and run DVOA, which basically suggests they're just simply bad on both sides of the ball. Normally, you get a defence is good at stopping the run, or you get a defence that's good at stopping the pass. But simply put, the Packers are uniquely bad at stopping <laughs> the things that we do best. So they run a very zone-heavy scheme, but for whatever reason, as I said at the start, buddy, they're brutally bad at defending passes in the middle of their zones. And it doesn't board well when you're going up against the NFL's number one offence. And that's not just my words. That is the metric of the EPA. The 49ers are the top offence in the NFL. So it'll be interesting to see how the Packers' D lines up. Now, I'm going to get a little bit technical because Nadji's been training me well. So last week against Dallas, when they lined up in the 21 personnel, which is two running backs and one tight ends, the Packers' defence had a near 50-50 split. So they were 51% in nickel, they were 49% in base. Now, they had a lot of success last week, Gareth, as you know, against the Dallas Cowboys. And Noah... Noah Keane, who listens to our show, despite being a Dallas Cowboys fan, he's going to be cursing me in a minute. <laughs> Mick McCarthy's vanilla play calling mm. doesn't compare to Kyle Shanahan. It's well known McCarthy struggles. I'm very shocked that Dallas have announced that he's coming back. Yeah, great news. Great news. <laughs> great news. But they're facing a different beast this week in Kyle Shanahan. He's an elite offensive mind. He's going to out-scheme. He's going to fully expect to target their weakness, which is their linebackers. So I think you'll see us doing a lot of motions, a lot of different looks. I think, as I was saying about that different personality, I think if the line up in the nickel to try and stop us and putting an extra safety in there as well, we're just going to run the ball at will. I'm confident that we're going to take care of business. We're going to execute well, and we're going to show why we're the NFC's number one seed. And that basically concludes wow. my scouting report gareth as you That's... can tell i'm feeling very confident after doing my deep dive but that is that is thorough that is thorough i think one of the key thing uh for me i think is is obviously going to be um the o-line i think if we can make sure we don't lose that element of the game we have got so much talent elsewhere and i think like you said we we match up well in other places I think so long as we can make sure we win that, I think all the other pieces fall into place and we, we move the ball and we, we're we successful in the red zone, whether that's Ayuk, whether it's Debo, whether it's Kittle or whether it's McCaffrey. I think I think it's McCaffrey to me, is he's going to be the one I think has the big game. I, think I, I was going to mention it later, but there is, of course, the, the risk. It is going to be a fairly poor weather game not perhaps what we usually expect for the Bay Area. Maybe we expected that more for, for Green Bay area. But I think if it is going to be a poor weather game, it's going to favour us, I think, with the uh, with the run game and the way our offence operates and the fact that Purdy has got those um, short, quick passes where we can potentially counteract if it is windy, if it is rainy, Um I, I think that's that's going to make sure we can move the ball on this on this defense. Jair Alexander missing, I think that that it will be a will be a factor. But even if he's there, no one's been able to stop Ayuk this season anyway. 
and he, we have come up against some decent cornerbacks. So I think we match up well um, in that respect. Uh, and as you've said, they're poor against uh, running backs in the in the past game, and they've been poor against tight ends. And they're two things that we excel at. And Shanahan always he's always picks these things up. He's always got it right there in the in the game plan um, to get those guys open. I think over the middle. I mean that will be interesting seeing uh, uh, McCaffrey when he lines up in the in the slot, and and also Usechek when he lines up in the slot, getting those balls over the middle, um, and suddenly finding that you've got three guys in front of you uh, ploughing the road. So yeah, good. Uh, I think a good matchup, and clearly. We're back to the old adage that offense wins games and, and defense wins championships. Um, and I think that's one area we can clearly exploit. So we'll score points, but will the Packers score points? Um, and that comes down to me for one of my um, very basic level scouting reports. Packers offense, the man of the moment. It's it's the Jordan Love show. It's, it's very different than Brock Purdy, where people have been saying it's all the players around him. I think most people are saying Jordan Love doesn't have a huge amount of talent around him, which I think is a little bit disrespectful to some of those young players um, because they're, they're certainly uh, uh, decent players, if, if not uh, sort of superstar-level players. But uh, Jordan Love looked great against Dallas and he strung together a series of games where he's looked really good. His regular season stats, 64% completion, 4,159 yards, 32 TDs to 11 ints. Very similar to, to Purdy, really. Uh, Purdy's got the better completion percentage, but other than that, they're, they're pretty close. And most of his struggles were at the front end of the season where... Even looking around earlier, there were uh, articles in October. So where do we go here with uh, with Jordan Love? Is he going to be the answer? Is the drop off from Rogers too too good? And fair play, he's uh, he's answered those, uh, got those games under his belt, and uh, has has strung together and dragged his team into the playoffs. Uh, and and fair play to him. Uh, I think they're. The the playmakers around him, let's start with the, the rush game. You've got A.J. Dillon and, and Aaron Jones. They've got less than 700 yards each. So the run game has hardly been uh, uh, setting anybody uh, alight this year. And also with receiving, they've got Jaden Reed, a rookie with eight, around 800 yards, Romeo Dobbs with around 700, and Dontavian Wicks with around 600. So they're spreading the ball around, but they haven't got a single 1,000-yard player. I think that shows that perhaps the lack of playmaking talent around uh, Jordan Love. And I think that's the sort of thing that can count against you in the playoffs. And if the game gets tight, if you need somebody to make a play, have Green Bay got somebody out there who can actually do it? Have they got somebody who can break a tackle, who can make that amazing uh Toe drag, swag, one-handed catch on the sidelines. We will see. They're they're, they're young players, but at the moment, um, Love is carrying that that offense. Uh, A couple of hundred yards in the past game for each of the running backs. So they are a little bit of an outlet, but again, have hardly been um, a major part of their offense. Um, If the weather is poor, that's the sort of thing you expect your quarterback maybe to go back to, to drop off those short passes and the screen passes. Um, The low-risk... Um, uh, sort of game plan in that bad weather. So the the offense is good. I think their offense is pretty well balanced, but it all does run through through Jordan Love. Um, and I think they 
Dallas possibly flattered them because it looks like Dallas really didn't seem to make much in the way of adjustments during the game. They just seemed to let Green Bay play. Uh, I don't know that we're going to do the same thing. Or I certainly hope we're not going to do the same thing. Um, and that starts with the, uh, their O-line. Their O-line gave up no sacks against Dallas. And I think some of Dallas's pass rush has been overrated, but it's hardly a poor pass rush. So that was a very good performance, I think, from Green Bay's uh, O-line. Be good to see Jordan Love getting under a lot more pressure, seeing how he handles that on the road uh, in a big game if he's not getting quite as much time because he had seemed to have all the time in the world against Dallas um, to pick wide open receivers and he made the game look easy. Um, and I'm not, that's not a criticism of him because like, we've said exactly the same thing about Purdy. When the, when your, your play co- uh, calling is that good and when the players around you are that good and things are working, um, it does look easy. So that's going to be a, a good matchup, I think, for our defensive line. But I fancy... With Armstead back, with Hargrave back, rested, Bosa's hungry, uh, Chase Young's hungry. I think that's that's somewhere where we can really knock the uh, Packers off the rhythm they got into against Dallas. Because let's face it, they got into a, into a rhythm and Dallas never knocked them out of it. Some other matchups, I think Javarius Ward against probably Romeo Dobbs. I think that could be a good matchup. I think Ward's possibly should have the edge in there. He's had a good season. I think he's played better as the season goes on. Uh, other receiver, Jaden Reed, the rookie. I think that's going to be a good matchup against uh, Diomedor Lenore. Hopefully, again, I think a bit of experience and, and my boy Demo will uh, uh, maybe keep him quiet. Um, tight end, uh, Musgrave. He's, he's not um, been great in terms of the stats, but he had a good touchdown against Dallas and perhaps it is something where they're bringing him more and more into the game uh, so that's going to have to be something to to keep us honest with the um, Dre and Fred uh, to keep an eye out maybe for these unheralded players that we're not necessarily thinking of can suddenly slip in um, uh, and possibly do us some harm if we're not ready for them um, and finally of course uh, Aaron Jones he had uh, 118 yards um, at 5.6 yards of carry versus Dallas. Um, so I'm very happy to see Armstead back because I think we have gone soft up the middle um, without him. So I think it's going to be, we're going to be too much um, uh, for the Packers. I think their offense is inexperienced. Uh, if so long as we can knock them out of their rhythm, and I think our, our defense can mix it up a bit, I think Wilkes will sit back. I can see them scoring early can see them scoring in the first quarter and then I want to see those adjustments um, and we can learn what they're going to do and we can just take away those easy quick wins um, for for Jordan Love and force him to start making perhaps the next level of of throws and start to force him into making a few mistakes um, decision making mistakes I think that's our that's our key Uh, I think our defense has got too much firepower for them over the course of a game um, but I do expect them to uh, to have a play or two. How do you uh, how do you see it, Paul? Well, when I was doing the deep dive, I went back and watched last weekend's game because for all 49ers fans, it was it was great to watch. Um, it won't surprise you this stat, Gareth, that no offense ran more 12 personnel, which is one running back, two tight ends in last weekend's wild card round than the Green Bay Packers. So on 48 percent of their offensive players, they ran the 12 personnel. And for whatever reason, Dan Quinn just didn't change it at all. He just 
basically, it was, I want to say arrogance. He set his defence out and was like, this is what I'm doing. Now, at the start of the year, Gareth, there was a bit of a knock on Steve Wilkes being up in the booth. But since he's come down, I can't see that happening on Saturday. Mm. If the Packers are doing well in this 12 personnel set, we make the adjustments. But against said personnel, San Francisco rank fourth in yards per play. We rank third in yards per attempt. And we rank second in stopping them on yards per carry. So again, that gives me confidence. And I'm not trying to come on and, and downplay what the seventh seed have done. It's amazing that they've become the first seventh seed. You're right, Jordan Love. I was looking at the stats you said there. I mean, since week nine, he's been on a par with Purdy. Um, I subscribe to The Athletic. And there's a great article in there by um, someone who knows David Lombardi. He knows more than me. And he's basically done a comparison of the two quarterbacks, Gareth. And like you said, he's saying, you know, Jordan Love Sean is a first-round pick. You're right. He's put the team on his back. But I do want to just kind of temper this Jordan Love Superman. So, December the 11th, which wasn't too long ago, mm. the Packers lost to the Giants with Tommy DeVito, a quarterback. December the 17th, the Packers lost to the Buccaneers. We played the Buccaneers this year. Mm. They scraped past the Panthers on Christmas Eve, 33-30. They then beat the Vikings with our good friend Nick Mullins under centre. And like I said, they went into the game against the Bears, needing to win. And they only put 17 points on the Bears. Now, the Bears only scored nine points. And again, people are going to say, Paul, doesn't matter. But you can't have people using the Ravens game and the Rams game mm. against us in that comparison. And by whatever metric you look at, Gareth, the 49ers are the best team, not only in the NFC, but in the NFL. And I'm feeling bullish. I'm feeling confident. I get the mood in the group. I said to you off air, I've seen some of the posts. People are nervous. It's playoff football. It's playoff I, football. That's that's the excitement. Constantly I, nervous. You know, there's, there's no chance forever. We love this sport, any given Sunday and all that, but you've got to enjoy this team. You've got to feel confident. It's You said it earlier on about that game in the snow. When we went into Lambeau Field, we went in there with more than hope than expectation. My Green Bay friend was fully ready to have my life for the next 12 yeah. months. And like you said, the weather was a leveller. And we went into that game as the plucky underdog. Nobody gave us a chance. I mean, we had Jimmy under centre. Our defence won us the game. But this 49ers team, it's well-balanced. It's well-balanced on offence. They can run the ball as well as they can pass the ball. We're well-balanced on defence. Like you said, getting everybody back. I mean... Wilkes has got an embarrassment of riches. Does he pull Gibson back in uh, with Logan, his experienced back end? Or does he put J.R. Brown back in, who, like you said, has had time to prepare for this. Mm -hmm. He's getting healthy. You know, the only player we're missing is Pharrell and obviously Hafanga. But ah, I can't. you've got to remember as well, Steve Wilkes is going up against Matt LaFleur. Matt LaFleur is part of Shanahan's coaching tree. You know Shanahan's been in that room. You know Shanahan's been, right, come and sit down, Steve. When they do this, when they do that. But it's going to be exciting. I don't think it's Brock Purdy versus Jordan Love. It's Brock Purdy versus a bottom five defence. And it's Jordan Love versus one of the top defences. But I, are you feeling as confident as I am? Or are you a bit more on the cautious side like some in the group? I think uh, there's a caution because it is that it is that ever given uh, any given Sunday. I think, you know, we're a different team than Dallas, but I think Dallas, we're going to be confident. Um, I think we do have, there is always that idea that maybe 
the bye week can count against you, that you can lose some of that sharpness. Um, I think the players don't feel that way. And I think the way we've obviously set up to have a hard practice um, last week in lieu of having a game, I think is is good. Um, and I think the players are all experienced and professional enough to keep themselves in that um, cycle of, of, of recovery and building up the practice to be to be sharp for game day. Uh, obviously, it's a six-day turnaround uh, for the Packers with a bit of travelling. Uh, we know even during the regular season that extra day that that can make a difference, and it and it kind of throws you off a little bit. They're having a mini bye week because I think, as as you said, they're not really practicing. I think they're doing a walkthrough. Uh, I think they're hoping that by by not practicing, they're going to get some of those uh, players maybe back for the game. Uh, even if it's a limited uh, snap count, they need the experience, I think, of a player like, like Alexander. So they're, they're desperately going to try and, and do everything they, they can. But I think it's, it is going to be a little too much for them. I think my, my confidence, I, I, I still carry a trauma that I've, I've always had <laughs> since, since the first season of support, of, of supporting the 49s, which was, which was 87 when we were the best team in the league. And we were going to go to the Super Bowl and the Vikings came to Candlestick Park and we didn't. They just had their way with us and we just didn't turn up. And we just we were cruised, cruised through the regular season and then we were one and done in the playoffs. And everyone looked around and like, what just happened? Um, and I think that's maybe that's always uh, that's that's kept with me because that that was one of the reasons I, 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 I really knew I I was a 49er fan was how I felt after that, that um, that was my team because I felt so bad after that loss. Um, and that's, that's always there. But I think you look at it on paper this time of the season, the fairy tales, it's not a very sentimental league, the no. NFL. It doesn't really do those, some of that fairy tale stuff. Um, I think, Possibly that was their Super Bowl last week. Not that they maybe um, that's probably giving too much credit to Dallas, but I think that was the game um, as far as they they can go. Uh, I certainly hope went, so. Everything went in their favour. They had the turnovers. They played well. It clicked. And we talk on this show mistake free football. And I get people being nervous. I remember uh, ahead of the Seahawks playoff game last year. Gareth, I had that same sinking. I know it's the Seahawks. I know we've beaten every time we've played them this year. But I had those awful memories. But under Shanahan, we're a different beast. We're 5-0 and mm. in the wild card, our divisional round games. We're 4-0 as the highest-seeded team in the NFC tournament. 4-0 Levi's. We've beaten the NFC Championship game three out the last four years. And you think back to when Kyle and John took over and they had this vision of what they wanted for the 49ers. And they've lived up to that. Apart from the year we had the injuries, we've been competitive, we've been getting better year on, year on. Brock Purdy is younger than Jordan Love, but he's got more experience. The team are playing for him. And it's un-British of me to kind of feel a bit bullish that I'm supporting the best team in the NFL. Because like you said, I've been here for a 2 14 season. Mm. I've been here when the Niners were irrelevant. I've been at Super Bowl parties, which were planned at the start of the season, known the Niners weren't going to be there. But I want people to remember, we're the San Francisco 49ers. We are the best team in football. And I think the Packers have forgotten not only about Brock Purdy, CMC, George Kittle, Trent Williams, Brandon Ayuk, 
And that's just to start, Gareth. I'm sure you could add some of your own things well, to that list. I think there's there's a few things that I think are going to give us the edge. I think if the weather is poor, um, that's going to be our run game. I think, obviously, Jordan Love has been throwing the ball well. Um, but I think we've got the better run game. And I think CMC, obviously, is the best running back in the league. And it's not close. Uh, I think if the weather's bad and playoff games, it comes down to the better defence. And ours is better in every measurable way. I think we've got the experience. I think we, we've got the home crowd. We've got the rest. And I think the important thing is is remember this or a little bit later than this time last year where we lost that game to the Eagles being unable to compete in it. And that that's stuck with these players. That, you know, Almost all of the players who are going to take the field are going to mention that. They're going to feel like that and say, we're not going to let this chance to get there, slip past us because it was it was stolen from us last year by an injury. It wasn't taken by a better team, um, and that you can you can sometimes cope if it's been taken by a better team. But I think yeah, last true. year the players have have just they need to flush that, and I think they that gives us a focus and gives us an edge. And I think our experience we've been there, we've done it. If the game does get bogged down, if the game is tight, I think that's where we will. We will excel. Uh, my my only concern is is something like the like the Dallas game where Green Bay score early and then it's something like it's a fumble yeah. or if it is a pick and suddenly if they're fourteen points ahead, that's an entirely new challenge and one we know Shanahan has not got a good record of pulling pulling that back out. But uh, I mean, you're right. I've got that's a lot one of- thing that could happen. I've got a lot of respect for the Packers, for Matt LaFleur. Like you said, inexperienced, they're a young team. LaFleur has been very complimentary about our team. Got the quote here. He says, you better play your best against the 49ers. Um, you better strap your chin strap on because they're a physical football team. If you don't match that physicality, they'll run you off. And then he goes on to say, you're playing the best, you're playing the elite. Now, some of the younger Packers players have been given some good bulletin boards. I've seen a few players say that can go Brock Purdy to interceptions. And you just think, someone needs to put an arm around them and say, chaps, you don't need to give this team any more fuel. Look what happened to the Eagles when they gave Debo that bulletin board material. Mm. And I quite like how we've gone about our business this week, Gareth. We've been respectful. You've not heard any noise coming out from the players. You're right, the focused. We win this game, it's on to the next one. It's on to the next one. And and like you said, you know, we all enjoyed the Packers winning that last week. We we all thought it was fantastic to quote our good friend Lee Gowland. But you're right. I think we'll see on, on Sunday we are the number one seed for a reason. The Green Bear Packers have done well to get here and we move on to the NFC Championship game, in mm. my humble opinion. Fantastic, humble opinions. We we don't usually do those. It's good to <laughs> good to hear one. Let's go on to score predictions. Uh, the Niners. The Niners are heavily favourites. Uh, 9.5 point favourites. And the over-under is 50.5. Now, Lee has been able to get us in his uh, score prediction. He has gone for Niners win. I think he's he's clearly got over his Rams fixation the last couple of weeks. Uh, and Niners win 34-17. Um, we'll see. There's still a few minutes left for Nagy to get his uh, uh, score prediction in. If not, we may well give him a, a little bit of leeway and, and maybe let him put one in tomorrow. Which is, well, not against the, it is against the rules, but I think since it's Nagy, 
we'll uh, we'll let him off. And Paul. given and, and given that he, he's mentioned in the Discord group, he's he's got some things on outside of football at the moment. Yeah. So you're right, Gareth. Sorry everybody for watching on YouTube. Me and Gareth haven't got the fancy spreadsheet because El President yeah. wouldn't give that to us. Um, for a bit of context, Lee didn't want to give me and Gareth his score prediction because he was being ultra competitive and he rightly pointed out that I'm top of the leaderboard. Now, the over-under was 50.5. Is that mm-hmm. right, Gareth? It is. Now, it won't surprise anybody. I'm going for a 49ers win. And I have to say we're going to win 31 to 20. So we're just going to beat the over-under and we're mm-hmm. going to be 31 to 20 is my score prediction so not too far away from Lee's to be honest with you buddy it's not it's not I mean I'm I am I'm I'm feeling quite bullish I I am and maybe with those with those scores that come in um I am I'm going for Niners win obviously uh, I am I'm going for a 38 23 Niners okay. win I, like I think it it might be tight at the half but I think we're going to make the adjustments we're going to come out with a with a with a game plan, and I think the second half that's when the bye week is really going to count, and 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 the lack of a bye week and a six day turnaround, that's where it's going to really begin to count on Green Bay, um, and I think we're going to pull ahead in the second half, um, and and never get behind again. So there we are. Look forward to uh, to Nancy's one. So did you say fifth? Didn't he say the Packers were winning this one? Yeah, only joking, Nancy. Only joking. <laughs> it were not Lee. Lee Gowland would have put a, a dodgy <laughs> score in for Nancy Carrat at this point. Mister, Mister Competitive. But I've, I've got literally nothing to lose. Being, being, um, no, fourth fall from top. You did say you were going to go balls. So to be honest, I tied with thirty-eight twenty because that was a score last time, but. Uh, I, I'm still getting us winning by 11 points, which in the playoffs is, is pretty impressive. Is, but, yeah. uh, so we've got bold predictions, Gareth. What have you got for us? We have. What we have? I, I think um, this is this is going to be a CMC, and I think it's going to be shades of Mostert against Green Bay. And I can see I'm going to see CMC getting about 170 yards on the ground and probably three of those TTs. Well, I had CMC for 150 yards and two touchdowns, so I'll join you on that one. I think, despite being run heavy, I think Brock is still going to get a chance to air it out, and I think Brock's going to get 300 yards, two passing touchdowns, and I think we win the turnover battle. So I'm going to steal some of your thunder, and your mm. boy Lenar is getting two interceptions on, on Saturday, stroke Sunday. He did. He he really shined in the playoffs last year. That's when he when he really caught my eye. Um, and I think like Ward, he's got better as the season's gone on. Maybe again, uh, Wilkes has probably due some credit there, and and his coaching team um, that the players have brought in and got better and better at what they're expected to do. So yeah, that could be good. And I think that's that's something where we can potentially uh, maybe put some pressure on Love if he hasn't got anywhere to go and he hasn't got that much time. Is he going to try and force the ball where it shouldn't go? Um, and that's where Warner, uh, Ward, Lenore could be. A, there could be a pick there. There could be a pick. Maybe even a pick six. Maybe. Mm. We didn't so, get any baldies from Leon Nadji. So we, we didn't. We didn't. There we are. But there we there we go. <sighs> they're clearly they're clearly not bold enough to to stick their necks out for this game. But it's. <laughs> It's it's the playoffs. It literally could go anywhere. Uh, at the um, 
there's obviously the uh, Ravens Texans also on Saturday night. Are you going to try and catch any of that or? To Tracy's displeasure, yes. Yeah. So when I told her the Niners were playing on Saturday night, she was like, Saturday night, because the girls are at home with us this weekend. But when I pointed out it was one fifteen in the morning, she was like, we can't do anything, can't we? I'm like, well, if that's the attitude, I might as well watch the one before. So yeah, we'll <laughs> try and watch that one. Um, it was strange, because last weekend, I was like all Niners fans. We had the weekend off, Gareth, and it's nice to watch that football norm. We were already there, but I think I'll be getting ready to get my game day head on. So quarter past one, Sunday morning for those people in the UK. It will be on Sky. It'll be on Dazan. Uh, the Discord chat will be on fire because I know Kev has kindly stepped in to run that in Nadji's absence. Thank you, Kev. I think the game day chat will be on Facebook. And I'm I'm enjoying seeing the interaction in the group, Gareth. The excitement's building and rightly so. I mean, I said to you off air, me and Lee did the live last night and we looked at three of the playoff teams, 2012, 2019, and this year's team. And we were on the for nearly two hours. People were jumping in the comments. We weren't supposed to be talking Packers, but you can't talk Niners in the playoffs without talking the Packers. And I just I just hope that, like you said, that we get to see a good game and that obviously the weather doesn't spoil it. The referees don't play a factor in it and yeah. we can come back no next week and we can tick off all our bold predictions mm-hmm. and... Hopefully, I'll still be top of the scoreboard on the leaderboard, which Lee would be sure delighted about. about. <laughs> I'm not sure about that. Uh, have you got a uh, a prediction? Not necessarily a score prediction, but uh, winners in the other games, Texans-Ravens. I'd love to see the Texans knock off the Ravens because uh, the Ravens would worry me most, I think, be- partly because of what happened on, on Christmas Day, but partly they are, they are such a good team. And I, I would just love to see the Texans turn them over. But... I- I, I've got to go for Ravens. Yeah, I'd love to see the Texans win. Obviously, D'Amico, what they did last week. I think it's going to be the Ravens, Bills, and the AFC Championship game on the other mm. side. So, and then on the this side, I think the Lions beat the Buccaneers. And my good friend Andy's already been texting me. He's giddy as anything, and who can blame him? The first time in a long time, the Lions have been relevant. But I'm not going to give any scores because I got them horrendously wrong last week. But I think the Ravens win. I think the Lions win. And I say I think the Bills are going to beat the Chiefs, which may surprise a few people. Yeah, well, no, I don't know. Obviously, the, the Chiefs are struggling on the offense. I still, I just always have that difficulty about about going against Mahomes in the playoffs. Fair enough, this, I think this is his first road playoff game, so that could be an interesting factor. Although, of course, if the weather is anything like it is in Buffalo, um, like it was last week, it's it's going to feel like a home game for Kansas City in terms of the weather. It's hardly yeah. like they're a dome team having to go and, and, and play in uh, Buffalo. But I still think, I mean, Buffalo have been good, but they were poor at the beginning of the season. And I still think they might have that bad game in them. Uh, I do. Um, I think that's that's going to be too close to call. Um, but I think I think the Lions are probably going to have the measure of the Bucks. But I think that could be a a, a cracking game. Um, and as I've said before, I just want all three games to go to overtime all the way to that last second <laughs> and just be bruising um, and and exhausting. So, um, isn't it crazy when you think the AFC quarterbacks left? Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Jackson, Josh Allen. CJ Stroud has been on fire. Then you look at the mm. NFC, you've got the NFL's best quarterback in Brock Purdy. Then <laughs> you've got Jared Goff, 
Baker Mayfield. Jordan Love, it's not a knock on Jordan Love, but you're right, mm. most Packers fans hadn't their bye week, didn't think they'd be here. But we talk about this being a quarterback-heavy league, and you'd argue the AFC is better it's than the NFC. The yeah. um, but like you said, it's I always like to watch the AFC playoffs, kind of like you said. The, we always remember the Chiefs' bills from a couple of years ago. I'm kind of hoping mm. for that kind of game, despite yeah. what the weather's like. So, I, th- I think all four games could be a good matchup. I do. It's it's rare you get all four being a good matchup, and I hope ours is the it's the snore fest as we just absolutely blow them away, um, and 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 everyone else turns off who's not interested. So. Well, I do have a public service announcement ahead go, go of ahead. Saturday's game, so not Lee is aware. So our good friend Jake Gabay, mm-hmm. who has been to several uh, meetups, he will be in the gold mine at Levi Stadium wow. on Saturday. So he's heading out there. So he's given me full permission to share all the photos that he's going to be sending me. But we have a good record when the 49 Faithful UK are in attendance at Levi's Gareth. So we do. We did have to make sure someone was there. So enjoy the game, Jake. I know you yeah. listen to the podcast and I can't wait to see that flag flying high in Levi's in the gold mine on Saturday. Definitely, definitely in, enjoy it. And it is, uh, having obviously been there for the Buccaneers game, I don't know about you, but every time there's a game at um, Levi's, you can spot the gold yeah. mine. You I can always just love. see it how, it, how it just sits slightly higher in that uh, gap in the in the stadium. You can always spot it. So I always keep my eye open whenever it's panning across the crowd. Maybe uh, Maybe Jake will give us a wave. <laughs> so I think that just about wraps it up. Thank you, Paul. It's been uh, it's been good. Just uh, just the two of us, cosy little show, isn't it? I, I thought it was good shows when you and Nadji had to carry between the two of you. So uh, nice to get involved with that. You you've been the uh, ever present. You've been the only ever present. I think all season. I don't think you've missed a show, have you? No, it, it's yeah. uh, it, it drives It drives Tracy crazy. But as Nadji said, I've kind of made it part of who I am. It's a hobby. I love the game. I've dipped my toe into this. I love the fact that we've gone onto YouTube. The fighting animal. More than dipped your toe. <laughs> and well, you to be honest, your whole leg in. this is the first time that me and you've done a show, and it, it is. was on the list when I was doing Let's Talk Sports. I kept thinking I need to get Gareth on, but you're a busy man. And as I said, you're in Levi's. It was kind of tongue in cheek. You do have a thankless job keeping us in check, but I hope oh, everybody has enjoyed listening to me and you. Um, you did a great mm. job on the offensive scouting report and hopefully we'll be back up to full strength for the next one buddy definitely definitely uh, we'll see how it goes um it's always always good to come back after a good win isn't it it's a, always a much more enjoyable show it is well don't forget to like subscribe to all that usual jazz where you get your podcasts from and i think that's all that's left for us to say buddy i think it is it's the playoffs. Winners move on. Losers get nothing. It's what we've played for all season. Let's go out there, grate some cheese and take the win. Go Niners. Bang, bang, Niner gang. We love the San Francisco 49ers deep in the heart. Like Joe Montana in the corner, deep Clark. Garrison Hurst, Stiff Farm going 99. Don't get it twisted. One and all with Rob Tom. John Taylor, Jerry Rice down the sideline.